ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम ज्ञान श्रीरंधस्य ज्ञानंजन शलाखय चक्षुर्मील तस्मगुरव नम I was asked to I was said that I would enlighten you on Srimad Bhagavatam Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has shed light on Srimad Bhagavatam what is the inner meaning of Srimad Bhagavatam I read from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita a famous verse among Gauriya Vaishnavas maybe some of you know it <clears throat> the verse doesn't have a purport the purport i mean shila prabhat hasn't given directly a purport on this verse this is the fourth verse of the it appears as the fourth verse of chaitanya charitamrita it's actually written by or composed by rupa goswami and is included in his vidagda madhava drama as part of the mangala charanam which means the uh, introductory verses which invoke auspiciousness so here it's just at the very beginning of the epic chaitanya charitamrita and that is again the verses repeated in chapter 3 and then the purport is it is itself given by krishnadas kaviraj he explains what is the meaning of this verse in chapter 3 of the adi lila so shila prabha doesn't directly give a purport on this verse although krishnadas kaviraj goswami explains it in great detail and then within the verses in which krishnadas kaviraj uh explains it shila prabha gives further explanations mostly drawn from those of Shila Bhakti Siddhanta Swatakur. Anyway, here's the verse. I hope some of you know it. As Gauri Vaishnavas, we should know this. Although we can't learn everything all at once, and Chaitanya Charitamrita is, after all, uh, Shila Prabhupada said, drawing an analogy from modern education, the postgraduate study. So, anyway, here's the verse. Anarpita Chiring Chirat Karun Yavatirno Kalau. समर्पयतम अनुतज्वल रसं स्वभक्ति श्रियां हरि पुरोटा सुंदर ज्योति कदम वसंदीपित सदा हृदय कंदरे स्फुरतु वा शचीनंदनः अनार्पित चिरिं दिस इज प्रिंटिंग मिस्टेक अनार्पित चिरिं चिरात कुरुण्यावतीर्ण कलौ समापयतुम अनुतज्वल रसां स्वभक्ति श्रियं 
Hari Purta Sundara Duti Kadamba Sandipita Sada Hridaya Kandare Spuratu Vah Shajinandanaha Translation May the Supreme Lord who is known as the son of Shimati Shachi Devi be transcendentally situated in the innermost chambers of your heart resplendent with the radiance of molten gold he has appeared in the age of Kali by his causeless mercy to bestow what no incarnation has ever offered before the most sublime and radiant mellow of devotional service the mellow of conjugal love so this is described in chapter 3 which describes the external reasons for Lord Chaitanya's appearance. There are external reasons and internal reasons. Here, uh, the, the terms are used, antaranga bahiranga. Bahiranga means external, antaranga means internal. So, uh, external doesn't mean that it's, in this context, doesn't mean that it's extraneous or uh, Extraneous means off the point, to put it in simple English. It's not that, uh, just like we say the Bahiranga Shakti, Antaranga Shakti, Bahiranga Shakti means the material world which is false and it's Maya and it's illusory and the Antaranga Shakti is Krishna's spiritual potency. So it doesn't mean that by the external reason for Lord Chaitanya's appearance, it doesn't mean that it's insignificant or that it's illusory or uh, it's extraneous. But um, this is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu does for the material world. He appears in this world and he bestows within this world that which is his own internal feeling unatojvala rasa so to understand unatojvala rasa means the resplendent blazing rasa or swabhakti shriya of devotional service his own devotional service so then we have to understand who is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Shri Krishna Chaitanya Radha Krishna Rahayana Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna so the, the Bahiranga Kara the external reason for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance it's not separate from his internal reason, which is to relish the beauty and sweetness of love of Krishna in the mood that Srimati Radharani did. So that's one point which could be explored more fully. But I'm going now to another point which comes up. They're all interrelated, which comes up in this verse. Kalau, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has appeared in Kali Yuga and given that which is anarpita chiring chirat 
that which has not been given for a very long time. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes once in a day of Brahma after the appearance of Krishna. So that's a very long time. And he gives by his mercy. He appears in this world. Avatirna, he has descended in this world, in this Kali Yoga. He's come in the worst time to give the best thing. Samapiyatam, to fully give. That which is not only not given in other times, but not, not even imaginable. Which is, he's given the uh, possibility to join Radha and Krishna in the Vrajalila. So that possibility, it's not even heard about or discussed about or thought about or imaginable mostly. It's in extreme secret affairs of Krishna, which is the very essence of all <coughs> bliss beyond anything imaginable. So much so that the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they warn about falling down to Vaikuntha. Everyone who's got any sense is trying to get up to Vaikuntha. But Raghunath Das Goswami, he, he warns about the, if you, the dangers of falling down to Vaikuntha from the, from Golok Vrindavan. So this is such a high topic. We can hardly begin to imagine. And not, not much to be discussed here in this world. Because, uh, in frank terms, uh, what that rasa exchange between Radha and Krishna centers, or, or uh, a major feature of that is uh, the sexual affairs of Radha and Krishna, which are completely pure. But we in this material world are anything but pure, and therefore uh, sexual matters we see as impure, and in this world they are uh, impure. Although Krishna says, of course, in Bhagavad Gita, dharma virudha bhuteshu kamosvi bharatarshava that uh, karma, that material desire, particularly the uh, sexual matter, that is not contrary to dharma, Krishna says, that is me. The sexual affairs of Radha and Krishna, they're not, not to be discussed, not even to be thought about. To give an example, uh, well, formerly there were kings and queens, rajas and ranis, ranas, Raja is also called Rana, no? In Rajasthan. So they were very much respected by the people. And, uh, yeah, the king and queen, very much to be respected. And, uh, 
it's understood that obviously they have uh, their sexual matters, but it's not to be thought about or discussed by anyone else. It's their own private matter. Obviously, you know, they, they, they're married and they have children, so so it's very much a private matter. We don't, of course, in the modern age, is something different. It's very fallen age, and people do discuss about these things openly. But it's not something to be discussed openly. So God also has. Where does where does this uh, sexual desire come from? It's, well, Krishna says, "Aham sarvasya prabhavaha." Everything comes from me. Govinda Madhi Purusham Tamaham Bhajan. Who is that? Sarva Karana Karana. So that is there in him. Uh, and it's such a strong desire in us, so uh, we can understand that it's coming from him. So it's strongly in him also. But there is no impurity. That is pure love. Which we can hardly imagine in this world. Now, uh, without discussing about that much more, just to give to give an idea how this how intimate this is. How intimate it is, uh, not only is it intimate, but it is the highest happiness for Krishna and his devotees. It are the affairs, the loving affairs of Krishna with his uh, girlfriends, that's the word in English. But not uh, ordinary girlfriends. They are the uh, fully spiritual gopis of Vrindavan. Ananda chinmaya rasa pati bhavi tabis tabhiriya eva nijarupataya kalabihi They're all expansions of Krishna's internal potency. They're the topmost gopi. They live with Krishna and that is the topmost enjoyment of Krishna is with the gopis. So normally we don't discuss these points, but just to see what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is giving, such a high opportunity he is giving. Only Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is giving. Jodi Gorna hoito tobe ki hoito kemane dharitande radhar mahima prima rasha shima jagate janatoke if Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had not come, then what would have happened? How could we have lived? The glories of Radha, which are the ultimate limit of Prema Rasa. Who could have known that? Only Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explains that. Now, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu descended in this Kaliyu which is just the opposite. We're talking about the, the such a high level. It's practically unimaginable. God's love affairs. His very intimate love affairs. Which is his, his supreme bliss. We can hardly imagine that. And this is being propagated in Kali Yoga. And the symptoms of Kali Yoga... We all know very well from our own person. This is Pratyakshagavamam Dharmyam, Kali Dharma. We all have 
direct experience of how nasty Kali Yuga is. It's summarized in Srimad Bhagavatam, Prayanal Payusha Sabhya, Kalava Svenyuge Janaha, Manda Sumanda Nati, Manda Bhagya Yupadruta. The symptoms of Kali Yuga that people have short lives. Mostly people have short lives. In this Kalavasmin, in this Kali Yuga. They're bad. And if you think about it more, they're very bad. Manda Sumanda. Sumanda Mati. Very bad way of thinking. Uh, unlucky. And the prime symptom is that everyone's mind is always disturbed. Very, very disturbed. So many disturbances. Everything is very disturbed in Kali Yoga. Uh, more descriptions are given in, of Srimad Bhagavatam. In Srimad Bhagavatam of Kali Yoga. Mm. Tataschanudinam dharma satyam shocham kshamadaya kalena balinara jannankshantyayor balam smritihi. This is the uh, verse which introduces the chapter in Srimad Bhagavatam which describes the symptoms of Kali Yoga. Kali Yoga begins, tataha thereafter. With every day, with every single day, tataschanudinam dharma, all these things will decrease. With every single day, dharma will decrease, satyam will decrease. Nowadays, from politicians, we don't even, we can't expect truthfulness. They, they lie and cheat. And when they're caught, they just say, I don't know anything about it. You see now, 2G scam. Oh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> just shameless liars. So lying... India presents all the evidence for Pakistan government involvement in the Bombay cases. And, so, oh, and they say, okay, let's talk over cricket and let's make friends again. <laughs> okay, we don't know anything about it. Oh, okay, never mind. All right, let's be friends again. So, satyam, shocham, cleanliness. Shama, tolerance, we can't tolerate. Here, tolerance, uh, in the modern age, tolerance means, people think, well, just let anyone do whatever they like. Just, you know, people want to uh, think whatever you like, do whatever you like, and just tolerate. But tolerance specifically means tolerance of disturbances to oneself. That if it's very hot or very cold or some pain like this, should tolerate. Daya, mercy. 
No one has any idea of mercy. Killing so many animals every day. And now it's coming to killing humans also, because the children grow up. They don't grow up hearing Ramayana, they grow up with video games in which you, you use, what's that word, you smash, snap, whatever it is, you kill various beings. And then they don't know who people are because they, uh, they just see images on a video screen and then they just kill a person because for the, you say virtual reality, they don't know any difference. So they can kill a human also very easily. Children, it's, it's becoming more and more common that children just kill. They don't think anything. They, they already did it 10,000 times on some computer screen. So to them, so what? So daya, no mercy. Srila Prabhupada gave the example from his own experience that on the street someone is being attacked by someone else and no one will intervene or try to stop. From So daya, kalena balena ra. By the powerful influence of time, Nanshan, all these things are decreasing. Ayu, this uh, bodily, what's this, lifespan. Bodily strength and mental strength. People can't, very, very poor uh, mental ability. Especially you can't remember anything. So these are said, and then it goes, the, the Bhagavatam goes on and describes. And actually we'll find in the Bhagavatam and in many Puranas, it describes the symptoms of Kali Yuga. It's a bad age, very bad, very fallen, very disturbed. People uh, grow up with very bad ideas, just like I was saying, this computer games, and then people grow up and what's in their mind are images of uh, people being killed or they watch can we leave maybe leave that door open so that we don't get every two minutes sound of it being closed yeah so uh People grow up watching on TV and computer screens, killing, 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 killing. And then uh, gross sexual images. And because of the tolerance of modern society in which everything is thought to be okay, then children from a very young age are engaging in sexual activities uh, with no idea that, this, that this, is, this is supposed to be controlled. It's such a powerful energy. It should be entered into very carefully. It's, uh, it's such a, a, a hypocrisy. is so rampant in Kali Yuga that uh, 
they, they say, no, no, get ma- don't get married till very late, and women shouldn't have children till very late. No child marriage. But anyway, the, ch- the children are having sexual activity at the age of 12, and then abortion. And that's okay, but getting married young and taking responsibility, that's, that's wrong. It's so hypocritical. Decrease the population. Have abortions. So everything becomes... Whatever is considered wrong, even a short time ago, is considered right and proper. It's a very confused and bad age, and people... In, in the mind there's so many disturbances and even if someone wants to take to a spiritual path and even if they get, even if they come to a proper spiritual path they find it very difficult to uh, make advancement because the whole atmosphere around is just going completely in the opposite direction and within the, within our own mind there are so many disturbances, kusanskars, bad impressions. So many bad impressions, and even from the past, and even in the present. We'll, we'll see, uh, even without wanting to, just like someone told me recently, that they were just going on the train, and uh, just the person sitting next to them opened some magazine, and there's some picture which the devotee, some naked woman picture like this, which uh, disturbed his mind. He, he didn't have any intention to see that, but want to mention any... It used to be that low-class people would buy magazines for that purpose, but now you just get any newspaper, any ordinary newspaper, especially the Times of India, and it's like a pornographic magazine. Please... Turn off your cell phone. So it's it's very difficult to avoid. And then, uh, yeah, all around, all around us, within the mind already, there's so many contaminations. Now, in this atmosphere, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come to give the highest. Possible, or actually, it's, it's it's practically impossible for the jiva to even begin to contemplate the loving affairs of Radha and Krishna. Brahmara Duralaba Prema. Even the Brahmas and the Indras and big rishis, self-controlled, for them, they they can't even begin to uh, think about that. You know, Taka has. See, it's difficult for us even to think about it. If we tell some stories of Radha and Krishna in a, in a light way, everyone will like it. But then if we start to discuss it in a somewhat philosophical manner, everyone's lost because it's, as the saying goes, it's difficult to, or not difficult, but to, the idea of accommodating an elephant on a dish. You have one plate, Bring bring one elephant. Take this plate and bring one elephant. Can you do it? We can't put an elephant on a dish. So to try to accommodate within our understanding the pastimes of Radha and Krishna, it's something like trying to put an elephant on a plate. Our 
our capacity is very small and the subject is very great. So, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come to give this, which is, uh, which is even for the very great self-controlled rishis of previous times, even for them, it's elephant on a plate topic. So what to speak of us? This, uh, Thakur discusses. Thakur gives the full course of Krishna consciousness. Just from, uh, Amitokame Radasa, I am a servant of lust, he sings. Right up to Swarasaki Siddhi, Prajagopidham, Paramachamchalashati, Jogiradhyam, Nirvisheshagyam, Ekaninapaistiti. Yeah, right from the situation we're in of being completely uh, subservient to lust, material desire, up to the standard of the, the discussing of the gopi's own individual perfection. Every gopi has their own individual manner of serving Krishna, manner of relating with Krishna. So that is the Swarasiki Siddhi Raja Gopirdhan, which is Paramachamchala Sati, which has these, this contradiction of being uh, at the same time extremely uh, unfixed, I guess we could say. Chanchala, uh, very difficult to define or peg down because it's it's rasa. It's it's a moving stream of rasa. So rasa means it's always bubbling and fresh and new. The the uh, that which gives rise to rasa is it's always something wondrous, something wonderful. But at the same time, paramachamchala sati. It's the high. The, the gopis are the most faithful to Krishna. It's not that they are uh, mundane girlfriends, whether they are completely surrendered to Krishna. So, uh, what about this? Then, Jogiradhyam, the yogis who are so much self-controlled to even come to the standard of dhyana. There's so much self-control. First of all, there's yama and the yama following, following all the principles uh, of, of positive and negative principles of, of uh, moral life and then the principles of yoga uh, then uh, asam sitting, being situated then uh, pranayama, the, the breathing process pratyahara, withdrawing one's consciousness from everything that is material. Then only it's possible to begin dhyana, yogic dhyana. So one has to be uh, very self-controlled even to begin dhyana, even to begin meditation according to the yoga system. One already has to be very much self-controlled. And then... Uh, then comes uh, dharana, 
or fixing the mind on the object of meditation. And then is Samadhi. This is the result of Dhyana. So it requires great self-control, great concentration. But Jogira Dhyan Nirvisheshaga and the Jnana, the Nirvishesha Jnana, that kind of, the kind of philosophical speculation by which one sees everything as not being special. That, uh, that has no place in the Leela in the pastimes of the gopis. It's just, it just doesn't exist. Just like for us, in this you go in the street and speak to the people about the, the pastimes of Radha and Krishna in Vrindavan. People have no idea what you're talking about. They just, even if you try to explain from the actual spiritual understanding, you just cannot even begin to understand it. So in that world where Krishna is Ananda Chinmaya Rasa Pratibhavita, Krishna is enjoying his fully spiritual pastimes, there, there's no, uh, the yogi's meditation and the discussion about impersonal Brahman, it just, it's just not there. It's, there's no place for it. What, it, it just doesn't exist. And actually it doesn't exist. It's all Maya. It's only, this is, the, this is the world of imagination. The real world is with Krishna. But in this, in, just like in a dream, we dream so many things, flying in the sky, on a golden plastic duck, golden colored plastic duck. You may have some, you can dream anything, but it's meaningless. It's just manasijam, created in the mind, manoratam, flying on the chariot of the mind. There's no meaning whatsoever. So in this material, all these speculations, what is, what is right, what is wrong, uh, what happened, I don't believe in this, I don't believe in that, my house, my wife, my car, well, just all meaningless. Reality is dancing with Krishna. Reality is Krishna and Krishna is dancing. So reality is dancing with Krishna. And there's no, there's just, who's going to sit down and discuss about, well, is, what is the, what is the ultimate reality? You can't describe what it is, you can't describe, it neither exists, nor does it not exist, nor is it in a state of uh, partially existing or not partially existing. And now these kind of talks can go on and on and on. But in Vrindavan there's no discussion of any such thing. There's, there's just no imagination of any such thing. It simply does, there's no place whatsoever. So that is the reality. And here down, you see, here we are in this material. We're not only in the material world, we're in the material world at the, just such a bad time. We cannot, what we take as normal is just so bad. And with, with every, if we say every day, 
everything is getting worse. Srimad Bhagavatam has stated. And you can practically see the effect of that. In one generation, from generation to generation, things are getting so bad. Vedanta Deshika from South India. He came up to, he, he recorded in Varanasi. This was, how long ago was this? How long ago was this? 600 years, something like this. Oh, he saw in North India how the culture is so much bad and spoiled. This was 600 years ago. If we would go there, if we, if we could get transported in a time machine, they would think, oh, this is, this is very good. How the culture is where people are following the culture so nicely. But he thought at that time, oh, it's so bad, it's all broken down and contaminated. So what we think is normal is, is just uh, getting worse and worse and worse and worse. So that we think that uh, it's normal just to uh, read in the newspaper that uh, riots and 50 people killed and you'll see in a in little this much you'll find in the Indian newspaper this much writing uh, 15 people killed in a bomb blast in Kashmir or something like this. Just It's so normal it's practically not even worth reporting on. The peaceful elections only 20 people killed. <laughs> the elections went off Pretty peaceful. <laughs> and the cheating, you see, the, 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 if you wander around on the internet, you can find so many videos of how the politicians are cheating, the banks are cheating, everyone's cheating. But the whole, how the 9-11 was an inside job and how the Bush family is Linked. Oh, yeah, but you see this. What was the name of this? Bin uh, Bin Laden, Osama Bin Laden. So, in in the name of searching for him, they invaded Afghanistan. We have to find him, and then they they took it over, or they tried to take it over. They they got their foot in, and then they just forgot about him. Or they never hear anything about him. They were going there to find him. <laughs> Now, now when they're going into Libya, they just say openly, it's going to get the oil, it comes in. And that, you see, within a few years, a few years ago they thought they had to make some excuse. Now they don't even have to make an excuse, we're just going to get the oil, that's all. So, how many, two presidents ago, the president of America was found out to be having sexual relationships with a young woman who's not his wife. And uh, he lied about it, and it was exposed that he lied about it, and no one really cared that much. They thought, well, everyone's doing it, so what does it matter if the president's also doing it? The fact that he was immoral, and that he lied, no one cares. No one cares. Children are having illicit sexual relationships. Here in Dubai, that would still be considered bad. In, in, uh, in the West, it's just considered completely normal. And in a generation, probably here, it will be considered normal also. Because that's the way the world's going.
So, uh, things are bad, 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 and getting worse and worse and worse. Visibly, I mean, very, extremely bad situation in the world. And in this situation, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has brought this highest gift, which even in other ages was, you don't even think about it, just like you don't, among civilized people, which nowadays uh, people are not civilized according to previous understanding, that it's, it's understood that the king and the queen have their intimate relationships, but it's not something for you to think about. But that God has an intimate relationship with His internal energy. It's not, it's not even anything to think about. Mostly the religions of the world, they can't even imagine that He's a person. He's a person means He has His, He has His wife and in this case girlfriends also. He's a person. He's the supreme person. He's not neuter gender. Krishna is He. There's also she. Krishna is incomplete without Radha. We say the supreme truth is Parampurush. But actually Parampurush is no, no, no great man is complete without the uh, better half. So Krishna is the supreme truth is not, if we say the supreme truth is Krishna, that's true, but if we want to be more accurate, we have to say Radha Krishna. Krishna means Radha Krishna. We may not always say that, but the, that's the fact. The Radha Krishna. Krishna and Radha. They are, that comes up in the next verse of Chaitanya Charitamrita. Radha Krishna Pranya Vikriti Hladine Shakti Rasmad Ekatmana Vapi Bhuvi Puradeham Hedam Gatautau Chaitanya Kyam Prakatam Yadaduna Taddayam Chaitkyam Apyam Radha Bhava Duty Suvalitam Nomi Krishna Srup. That Radha and Krishna are one. But they eternally manifest as two for the sake of manifesting loving affairs. Those two are again one as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He's now in, this is written when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is present, he's now appeared in this world. Uh, he is Krishna with the bodily luster and the Radha Bhava duty and the Radha Bhava the feelings of Radha and the bodily luster of Radha but that is Krishna Krishna with the feelings of Radha and the, the bodily color of Radha so this is not in it's extremely intimate. 
not really to be thought about. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is saying, yeah, you can come, you can come in too. Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namni Gauratushin The most munificent avatar. Now how, how liberal, how munificent can one be? Someone gives, uh, he has much money, he gives some money. He may give his services. He may go, he may go and, a rich man may go and personally help and do physical labor for, say there's some natural disaster. And a rich man doesn't only send the money. If he, if he sends the money to help, that's good. If he personally goes and helps, that's even better. That he's really giving himself. The Krishna is giving himself to the extent of saying that you can be so intimate with me, my most intimate affairs, which actually no one does. No one invites anyone into their most intimate affairs. What goes on between the husband and wife, there's, there's, the family members may know to some extent, but there's some activities which are just for them only. But Krishna is very liberal because he shares that with others. And this is very difficult to understand because again we tend to think in, in terms of mundane sexual enjoyment, but that is the highest bliss. And Krishna wants, he's so liberal that he wants to share that with others. So Krishna's uh, giving, his generosity is, uh, is unimaginable. No one, no one does that. Even Narayana, who is also Krishna, doesn't do that. Even Krishna in Dwaraka doesn't do that. Even Krishna in Vrindavan doesn't do that, but he comes as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And that happiness, he wants that everyone should enjoy that. And he gives that to the most unqualified, unfortunate, disturbed-minded people, the opportunity to take part in that. So this is... Gorya Vaishnavas. This is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement. The, the, the aim is, well, and we'll see, Srila Prabhupada, when he says the purpose of this Krishna conscious movement, in, he's, he gives different, I, there are many aims, actually, but in one place he says that the aim of this Krishna conscious movement is to join Radha and Krishna in their pleasure dance. The aim is to join the Rasa Lila. So, ultimately that's what Gorya Vaishnavas aim at. It's a very high aspiration. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has opened that to us. But then seeing where we are at, is there any hope? We, we don't even... Um, chant and concentrate on the name. We're so much absorbed in our little affairs down here. 
We have so many disqualifications. This, the, uh, the bad impressions from previous lives and in this life are still affecting us. How is it possible that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given that gift? But it's, uh, it's like you know, holding out a plate and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is giving the, the, the elephant in, in huge size, the great, the, the great gift of love of Krishna up to the highest level. What is our capacity to receive that? That word is adhika. What is our capacity or capability to receive that? So, uh, that is possible, but of course it is possible, otherwise why would Chaitanya Mahaprabhu give it in this Kali Yuga? If it was not possible for us to receive that, then why should he give it? But he gives also the process by which we can uh, come out from our present level of being far, far away from Krishna. He gives the process by which we can come to that. That in traditional Gurya uh, what's the word? Lingo, lingo uh, vocabulary is called bhaja. When we say among our Rishkandavas, you say bhajan, we think we're going to sing a song. But the traditional meaning is the, uh, but actually Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he defined bhajan as that uh, spiritual cultivation in the mood of surrender to Krishna. So, uh, when one is aiming to be fully dedicated to Krishna, So, uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says in this regard, Bhajare Bhajare Amarman Atimanda Bhajan Bina Gati Naire Bhaja Braja Bane Radha Krishna Charanaravinda. He says that do bhajan, do bhajan. Bhajan in, in in Kali Yoga is especially by Nam Bhajan, chanting the names of Krishna. Chanting the names of Krishna. There are other devotees go to Vrindavan and live there for doing bhajan. They perform austerities, but the, the central point is Nam Bhajan. Man Ati Manda. The mind is very bad. Amar Man Ati Manda. The mind is very bad. Bhaja Braja Vane Radha Krishna this But this what is to what is the subject of our bhajan? Is Krishna. In Krishna consciousness we worship Krishna. But specifically Bhaja Braja Vane Radha Krishna Worship the lotus feet of Radha and Krishna in the forest of Vrindavan. Bhajan Vinagati Naira. Without that, 
We're not going to make it. We don't get them. So uh, he makes the uh, bridging the gap between our present situation and that which is the ultimate aspiration. He says, Bhaktinotako says, Kam Krod Lob Moha Madadi Abhishta Eishad Nachare Kishe Pabe Radha Krishna. He says that as long as we're absorbed in this calm, crowd, love, moha, madha, matsari, all the bad qualities, then what is the question of attaining to Radha and Krishna? There has to be purification of heart. Purification is required. Cheto darpana marajanam. Purification of heart is required. So this matter of bhajan, traditionally that was taken up by sadhus very seriously, uh, performing many austerities to, uh, so that their mind would not be attracted toward the material. So that by chanting the holy name, their mind would not be distracted by anything material and the mind but that would go toward Radha and Krishna. So this is required. In the modern age and modern situation, that may be very difficult to even think of austerities. But that determination should be there. If we are actually going to please Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by attaining to that which he came to give, it's not going to happen by a half-hearted approach. It requires uh, utter dedication in whatever situation you may be. There has to be always the tendency to increase our spiritual dedication, our dedication to Krishna, to Krishna's service, and decrease uh, our involvement in sense gratification. So how much can we increase our dedication to Krishna? No limit. And how much should we decrease sense gratification? Down to zero. So we may think, well, that's a very difficult proposition. Well, yes, that's true. But then see what is being offered. What is on offer? What Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come to offer, what is that? What has he come to offer? That which is, we're not qualified for it, but he is nevertheless offering it. Some, we have to qualify ourselves to some extent. What is that? Vishoya Charya, Shairasya Maji, Mukhevalo Harihai. Be becoming free from sense gratification, becoming absorbed in Krishna, then we can chant Hare Krishna. So, uh, this may all seem very theoretical, what I'm saying, but actually it's very practical. To bring it to the practical arena, what I'm saying. I'm hearing from time to time 
I'm told that, for instance, some of our devotees, they like to buy potato chips or go to various restaurants where the cooks are not devotees, for instance. Or they like to go to movies, or nowadays you can bring the movies to you. You don't have to go to a movie. You just download it or purchase a CD or rent a CD. I, 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 anyway, you can see it. Anytime, any place, you can have some Kami movie. So basically for personal enjoyment, nothing to do with Krishna consciousness. But this will not help us to be Krishna conscious. This will, we're not going to attain to Krishna. We're not going to get Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's gifts. If we engage in activities which are opposed to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teaching. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, and we accept this as a fact, that those who are interested in indulging their tongue go by going here and there, they become attached to the uh, belly and genital and in this way they do not attain Krishna. So we have to choose. We're not saying don't eat nice food, but cook nicely for Krishna, offer to, if you want to eat nice food, and cook nice food, offer to Krishna, call your friends, devotees, don't just take it for yourself. Then that's then you make Krishna into an, an offering machine. <laughs> that I want to eat nicely, so stick it in front of Krishna and share it with others. Recently one of my disciples wrote to me that, see, I'm getting too much into prasadam and thinking of it for my own pleasure, thinking what are the nice foods I can eat. So what should I do to overcome this? At least he's only taking prasadam. He didn't go down to the level of eating in Kami restaurants. So I suggested to him that, well, when I was your age, I was in the same situation. He's about, well, he's about 20-something. I was a little younger. So I thought, well, what do you do in this situation? Well, let's cook for Krishna. So then I was cooking. And when you're cooking for Krishna... We, you cannot think how I will enjoy this. It's it's abominable to do so. You can no no devotee will think I'm cooking how nice it will be for me to eat it. But the thought of how nice the food will be that is transferred to how can I make such nice foods for Krishna? And then it becomes a whole meditation because in the temples cooking in the temple, we have so many offerings, and then we're thinking of all the different nice things, and then we discuss with the other cooks what nice things we can offer to Krishna, and then for the, the cooking the for the devotees also, so we think how we can please them also. And the same meditation is there on nice food, but the 
the poison in it, how I will enjoy it, is gone and it becomes purified by thinking, how can we please Krishna? How can we please the devotee? So that even when you do get the nice food and you're tasting, oh, this is very nice, good, then good, then Krishna should be satisfied. We, we, we hope that Krishna should be satisfied with this. Not with that. So, and then discussing with other devotees how they're cooking and the different recipes they have, the different tips they have. So it then becomes a whole meditation on how to please Krishna. So we're not saying don't eat nice food. Srila Prabhupada in one purport here in Chaitanya Charitamrita says that the Mahaprasad or the fancy foods offered to Krishna, that can be enjoyed by the grihastas, not the sannyasas. <laughs> so, yeah, have nice food. That's one good preaching method also, that if people know that there's going to be good, very, very tasty prasadam, then they're more likely to come to the preaching program. They come, they start off coming for prasadam and then they gradually join in the kirtan and they hear the lecture. And many people come, they just keep on going for the prasadam and gradually come up to a level where one actually relishes hearing about Krishna, chanting about Krishna, associating with devotees. So, having a very tasty prasadam, that's also one kind of preaching. That's very important, because most people, they're not interested in philosophy. Ultimately, we have to be interested. But in the beginning, prasadam. Give nice prasadam, tasty prasadam. So we're not saying don't eat nice food, but take only Krishna prasadam. This is an, an important principle. You can't be a devotee and eat anything. You can't just buy some bread from a shop and offer it to Krishna. Krishna doesn't eat food offered by non-devotees. It's against the devotional principle to eat anything which is not offered to Krishna. So this is just one example I'm giving. How in bhakti we have to be very serious and strict to gain the gift which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is ready to give us. He wants to give us, come to give us. We can achieve that. But we have to uh, follow the process given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We become absorbed in that. There's no, there's no uh, halfway that you just kind of, well, enjoy the material world and do a little bhakti and then haribo. And Guru is very merciful and he'll make it up. You just say Jai Guru Dev and you know, one side of your mouth you're throwing in some potato chips or a packet and on the other side you say Jai Guru Dev and that's it. Guru Dev will cover up all my... I'm, I'm very weak but anyway Guru is very merciful. This is not the process. Guru's mercy is he tells you don't be a nonsense. Follow the process properly. Give up sense. That is his mercy. To tell you not to eat all these things and to only take Krishna prasada. 
That is his mercy. If we think that the Guru's mercy is, I'll just do whatever I like, and then the Guru is very merciful. That is a misuse, a misunderstanding. That why we may cheat ourselves by thinking like that, but we cannot cheat Krishna. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is very merciful to give us the uh, highest possibility. But we have to be very serious to take that. So that's what I wanted to say now. And if anyone has any question about that, or question or comment about that, please say now. Yeah, do we have another mic? For questions? We do. All right, let's please say now, and then I'll repeat what you said. Maharaj, you said that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is most merciful because he is giving the highest uh, substance to the most undeserving people. Uh, two questions come to my mind, Maharaj. One is that why not to the deserving people in other yugas? Mm. And second, uh, the way you explain the process, one has to indeed become deserving to achieve that highest substance. Mm. So, how is it uh, the most possible? Because with the process, you have to become deserving, otherwise you don't get it. <clears throat> the question is, if Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the most merciful, why doesn't he give it to people in other yugas? Why only in this yuga? Well, um, oh, this has gone off. The battery must have run out. And those Maharaj who are deserving them. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go to that later. That's explained that uh, people in other yugas, actually in Kali Yoga, the, the, the disqualification is one kind of qualification. Because in other yugas, people feel them, they are actually more qualified. But that qualification in itself becomes, the sense of thinking that I'm qualified becomes something of a disqualification. When one is fully desperate, feeling oneself to be fully unqualified, then one is actually qualified to receive the mercy of Krishna. Now it's not that one should deliberately do sinful activities, but the in bhakti, the or in sharanagati, surrender to Krishna, that humility or the feeling of oneself as being very fallen and lowly and completely dependent on the mercy of Krishna, that is the essential ingredient. Which in other yogas, it is more difficult for people to get that. Because in Kali Yuga, we are actually very fallen. Uh, another reason that why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gives it in Kali Yoga is, well, that's also his personal, Krishna's personal uh, display of his mercy. If it's always available, then where's the special mercy? If it's just a principle of the universe, 
actually no one is qualified to go there, but Krishna makes it available by his special mercy. So he may choose to give that whenever and wherever he likes. And that he gives it to the to the least qualified is his mercy. The, the fact that people who are in every way disqualified even from practicing ordinary dharma are being offered that which is beyond ordinary dharma. That is a great display of mercy, is it not? Then the other point that, well, if we have to become qualified to deserve it, then where is the mercy? Well, that is the mercy to be to give us the opportunity to become qualified. We never, if anyone thinks I'm qualified, he's automatically disqualified. It's a paradox, you could say. But at the same time, we are enjoined to uh, take the process and become purified, so that we can become qualified to enter the spiritual world. So. If we, it's just like that example is given, that someone has fallen in a well, and out of the mercy, out of his mercy, someone throws down a rope. But the person has to take hold of it. He says, "No, well, you you come and down and tie me up and pull me up. You have to do something yourself. You have to take the mercy." So, mercy is given, but we we also have to exercise our independence in the right way and take it. We can't say that, well you're not Rasu, I'm, I'm fallen in this well and you should come, to, you should come down and, t- and physically pull me up. You, you have to show some willingness to come up also. Not that, the, that mercy means uh, that we are just people who are completely sinful and have no, shown no sign of any interest that they're given Krishna consciousness. That may happen sometime in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes. That someone, they just by seeing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they, they become completely overwhelmed with bliss. But no, it doesn't happen with everyone. They, because they have some inclination, there's somewhat in their heart, there is some piety. Therefore, they... When they see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they join in his Sankirtan. But there are others who uh, were just completely offensive, like uh, this Ramachandra Khan. He, Nityananda Prabhu was so merciful that he, Nityananda went to his village and Ramachandra Khan was just extremely uh, offensive to him. Another, uh, Ramachandra Puri, came to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, was there in the midst, you know, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was having kirtans with full bliss with his devotees, but Ramachandra Puri just saw faults. So they were so impious and offensive that they weren't touched by the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So uh, we have to... Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is given the process by which we can become qualified. The process is to perform bhajan. But in bhajan, in the process of purification, we always, it's a cultivation of a sense of thinking that I am completely unqualified, I am completely dependent on the mercy of Krishna. By, by considering ourselves unqualified, we become qualified. And as soon as we think unqualified, we become unqualified. 
That is the paradox. Anything else? This is now the mic is there. That's that's an example. We should take Krishna Prasadam on there. Mahaj, I want to share a situation. When you are a householder and you have you're working and your wife is working at home, and if you have small children, you talk about the level of consciousness that one should have when one is cooking for Krishna. And it was very pleasing to hear that. But with the disturbance in the house itself, the person who's cooking uh, is not able to maintain that sort of consciousness. Why not? Because the children are shouting, screaming, running around, and mm-hmm. there is distraction at, at possible. Well, I wouldn't say they can't maintain it, but they may, it may be more difficult than in a pristine situation. So it is impossible to maintain that consciousness. You can think that the, the gopis of Vrindavan are also in that situation. They have many children, all running around in the house. And then the, the, the whole family is against their bhakti. They're still thinking of Krishna. The, from Chaitanya Charitamrita we find one verse quoted which gives a clue as to the whole of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mood. It's a verse spoken by the gopis that Gehang Jushangam that they're saying that uh, Krishna Yogeshwaraya Hridi Vichintya Agadha Bodham that the, the, the yogis they're meditating on you Krishna and we're just ordinary housewives engaged in family affairs so how can we hope to attain you? So that apart from being the clue to the whole of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's inner psychology if you want to call it that it's also a very good meditation for housewives. To think, I'm just an ordinary housewife. Kunti Devi also said that Tata Paramahamsanam Muninam Amalabmanam. What's the next line? Bhakti Yogam Vidhana Tam Katam That Krishna, you are worshipped by the great Paramahamsas and Rishis who are all very pure-hearted and how can how can I as an ordinary woman hope to see you experience? So that meditation of you know I'm just here I am just an ordinary housewife and just trying to think of Krishna. Well, that's exactly the mood of the gopis. So there 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 may be many disturbances in the home. Generally, the home is full of disturbances. But in that situation, which is totally un- it's just unfavorable to Krishna consciousness, in any way we think of Krishna, then that's most pleasing to Krishna. 
think positively. Right? Nandakuma, I asked your daughter what she learned at school today. Think positively. I told her to go and tell her teacher that teacher's talking all nonsense. What is that positive? This world is Janmamritu Jaraviadhi Duk. What positive? What nonsense the teacher's talking. But there is one way to think positive. Amidst all this nonsense, if we somehow or other remember Krishna, that is our great success. Remembering so many great devotees who have done so. So, anything else? I'm not finished. Say a little about the books. If you just say the title, then it's not going to uh, excite the interest much. This book is specifically very relevant for people who want to practice Brahmacharya or Acharya, which is favorable to attain the Brahman or the Lord. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There's no one here going to be a Brahmacharya. Yeah, this book is for everyone. So that's what this book Male, is female, married, unmarried. And is it, do you have English copies here also? English? Yes, we do. English copies also available. Chai Srila Prabhupada, this is a book about the uh, realization of Guru Maharaj about Srila Prabhupada. Do you have it in English also? Don't have it
Keep the mic close to your mouth. So there are two two CDs here. One is about Glories of Rameshwar, another is a pack of 400 lectures. So request you to please go take a look at the book table and pick one and see. There are lecture CDs available in uh, English, Hindi, and Bengali. I hope. Apart from that, yeah, lecture CDs in English, Hindi, and Bengali. Hare Krishna. Is Bhakti Siddhanta Bhai Bhava. Announce? No. Okay. You want to announce that? Bhakti Siddhanta Bhai Bhava. Show it. The historical book that Prabhu is showing is the result of like 15 odd years of research. Uh-huh. And it's, it's, it's actually like 23 years. I can't remember exactly. More than 20 years. Wonderful book. If you really need to understand what the Gaudiya Sampradaya stands for and how Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati wanted us to 